You're listening to Small Business Big Impact, how to support employees experiencing family and domestic violence. This podcast contains content which you might find distressing. If you or someone you know needs support, please call Lifeline on 13114 or 1800 RESPECT. That's 1800 737 732. Welcome to the first episode of Small Business Big Impact. This is a short 10-part podcast series created specifically for small business owners. It's made by Lifeline with the support of the federal government. And the catalyst for its creation? Well, the fact that starting on August the 1st, all small business employees in Australia can apply for up to 10 days of paid domestic or family violence leave each year from their employer. This no doubt raises a lot of questions for small businesses, from what is domestic violence, to how do I recognise if my employees are experiencing it, to what are my responsibilities as an employer. The legislation raises many questions, and I'm going to help us find the answers. And my name is Gretel Colleen. Now, there are more than 2.5 million small business owners in Australia, providing over 5 million jobs and contributing half a trillion dollars to our economy. Small businesses run lean, often without a human resources department or hands-on legal team. Many are already flat out with trying to meet the various demands on them, and this new legislation may seem overwhelming. But that's why this podcast is here to help you understand the need for the legislation and to help you understand domestic and family violence. But let's be very clear. No one is asking or expecting you to solve your employees' problems. The goal of this podcast is to support you in creating a work environment where you and your staff feel safe. Each episode will kick off with a case study and then I'll chat with an expert who can help us learn more. At the end of the episode, you'll find easy-to-access expert resources, from simple extra information to online support for you. So, let's get to it. In February 2020, Australian woman Hannah Clark was murdered by her estranged husband. He set her on fire while she was in her car. Hannah's three young children were also killed. After their deaths, reports emerged that Hannah had allegedly been emotionally, physically, sexually and financially abused during the marriage. But the day of her death was the first known episode of physical violence. This tragedy once again brought our country's epidemic of domestic violence into the spotlight. Every 10 days, an Australian woman is murdered by a current or former partner. In fact, domestic violence is the leading preventable contributor to death and illness for women under 45. One in four Australian women experience at least one episode of domestic violence and one in 14 men experience it. And these are just the reported cases. Let's bring in an expert to learn more. Catherine Fitzpatrick is a small business owner and the business representative on the advisory group of the government's National Plan to End Violence Against Women and Children. Catherine, welcome to Small Business Big Impact. Thanks for having me, Gretel, and thank you for doing these podcasts. It's such an important issue for business owners to understand. Well, let's launch right into that. 
Why do small business owners need to learn more about domestic violence? Well, Gretel, for a long time, people thought about family and domestic violence as something that happened to other people behind closed doors. It was considered a private matter for that family to figure out. But we now understand that our country is facing an epidemic of violence that cuts across all communities and cultures and religions across all ages and all socioeconomic and educational backgrounds. It happens in heterosexual relationships, LGBT relationships, and although women are the primary victims and men make up the majority of people using violence, anyone of any gender can use violence to exert power or control over another human being. And when you consider that one quarter of all women and one in 13 men have experienced violence from an intimate partner, chances are that every business in Australia will have an employee who's affected. That's exactly right. It's really an an uncomfortable truth that in your business, you're likely to be working alongside people who've experienced family and domestic violence. Mm. In one Australian study, we know 80% of people who experienced violence at home said it affected their performance at work. So it's estimated that domestic and family violence costs our country's economy more than $20 billion every year, and almost $2 billion of that is borne by lost production. So are we suggesting that an employer can actually play a role in stopping the violence? The only person who can stop the violence is the person that's using the violence. Let's be really clear. Mm. But there's decades of research that shows that employers and co-workers and family and friends have a really important role to play in supporting someone who's experiencing violence. Right. And that support can be life-saving. Okay. Well, now, before we go any further, Catherine, I've noticed that different experts in domestic and family violence use different vocabulary. Gretel, you might hear people use interchangeable expressions around victim, survivor and perpetrator, person who uses violence, the person who experiences violence. I think for business owners, it's really important that you don't necessarily get caught up in the semantics. You're not always going to get it right, but the most important thing is to be having the conversation and to be kind to yourself and to be led by your employees. If someone is experiencing violence, they are a human, they're your colleague, and you just need to support them in the best way you can. Thanks, Catherine. Now, before you started your consulting business, you led two of Australia's biggest banks' responses to employees and customers that were experiencing domestic and family violence. What do you think is the first thing that a small business owner needs to know? Well, I think it's picking up that point that domestic violence isn't only physical. That terrible, tragic example of Hannah Clark's experience proves that point. Her first experience of physical violence was on the day of her death, but that most certainly was not her first experience of domestic violence. I was initially surprised at the use of the word violence for some of these acts, but I now understand that there are all these different kinds of abuse that fall under domestic violence. Can you take me through that? Sure. There's a range of ways that someone might seek to control another person. So one of them could be emotional or psychological abuse, and that's by manipulating and bullying someone to destroy their self-esteem and their self-worth. There's economic and financial abuse. 
and that's controlling someone's access to money or their ability even to earn money. And that's something that I saw firsthand working in banks. There's sexual abuse, and that's really doing anything sexual without consent. There's stalking and intimidation, which can be done using technology as well as in real life. There's spiritual and cultural abuse, where beliefs are used to scare or hurt or control someone, and that could be like shaming them for practising their religious beliefs. There's systems abuse, which is playing the system to cause harm. And this is something else I've also seen, like delaying court proceedings or refusing to pay child support or refusing to have a hardship arrangement on a mortgage, for example. So all of those are examples of trying to control another person and limiting their freedom and independence. And that's why it's sometimes referred to as domestic terrorism. So an employer is not necessarily going to see evidence of violence in the cliched sense of a black eye or broken arm. No, that's right. Violent tactics could vary in type and intensity and in frequency. But one thing we do know is that the violence will most likely escalate over time. So before that really terrible, tragic escalation in Hannah Clark's case, her partner had stopped her from seeing friends, had forbade her to have contact with family, had stalked her, was constantly checking where she was. And they're all forms of domestic and family violence. And what's at the core of all of them is control and inequality. And how likely is it that someone is going to talk to their employer about it? Look, there's a lot of shame and stigma and terror that's associated with domestic violence. So we know that many employees are reluctant to disclose it to their boss. But my hope is that with more education, including podcasts like this one, Australian workplaces will be more open about talking about family and domestic violence and employers will be aware of the warning signs to watch for. They'll know how to discuss what they've noticed with their staff and they'll understand why some staff might need leave to get that specialist support as they need it to keep them safe. I mean, really, if we start this conversation, it'll make it safe for people to speak up, and that can only be a good thing. And these are all topics that we'll be covering in future episodes of this podcast. Catherine Fitzpatrick, thank you so much for setting the scene for us. Thank you, Gretel. Well, that's our first episode of Small Business Big Impact. Each episode will include resources to build up your toolbox for responding to staff experiencing domestic and family violence. Top of your list, 1-800-RESPECT. This incredible telephone service is for anyone impacted by domestic and family violence in any way. That means you, as an employer, can call 1-800-RESPECT or 1-800-737-732 at any time of the night or day anonymously for support, advice and strategies on a specific workplace situation. Also in the episode notes of your podcasting app, you'll find links to 1-800-RESPECT's explainer on the different kinds of domestic and family violence and the Fair Work Ombudsman's Employer's Guide to Family and Domestic Violence. Thanks for your company today. In our next very important episode, we'll be exploring the subtle signs, the small changes, the clues you can keep an eye out for that could suggest an employee is experiencing violence at home. I'll look forward to being with you then. This podcast has been produced for the Australian Government by Lifeline Australia. 
Lifeline delivers DV Alert, the nationally recognised training program for frontline workers dedicated to ending violence against women and children. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we podcast, as well as those on which you are listening, and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. <laughs>